Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. On the show this week, I have two very talented, prolific cosplayers, Trish Baller and Natalie Benavides. Ladies, thank you for joining me on this show. Thank you. Thanks I, for having us. Yeah, I mean, I was. this is a subject I've been legitimately fascinated with for a long time. I'm glad I finally had the chance to talk to you two and... See what it's get an insight to what it's actually like. Scratch the surface. Exactly. <laughs> I think, uh, folks, this episode was awesome. So I think I'm gonna have them back on for another one. Woo-hoo! So we're gonna have to like <laughs> get deeper into this subject. Um, but yeah, we talk pretty much all things cosplay. So um, a lot of questions were answered for like people who are trying to get into it. It was super fascinating, and I feel like for anyone who's starting out, like this is a good one to listen to. You definitely so, want to judge your sewing machines. There you yep. go. And save up for them, apparently. Like, some of these are expensive. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Trish, where can they find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Dr. T Designs. Doctor is spelled out. Also, my blog is drtdesigns.com. And the stuff I'm working on most recently this year is under the hashtag SoGeeky2018. And Natalie, where can they find you? Mine is basically on Instagram. It's Leia Aurora. Think Princess Leia. Think Princess Aurora. Put it together. Leia Aurora. Awesome. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. The Geek Offensive also has its own Instagram at Geek Offensive. We can like see um, basically when we're going to post everything. So go ahead and follow that. And you can uh, follow the Geek Say What Network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. Um, and uh, since I'm part of a network, that means there's other shows on there. So <laughs> check out the other two shows on the network. We have Ready, Set, Geek, hosted by Alex Gollett, Cole, and JPG. It's your intro to geek culture. And our trivia podcast, hosted by Justin Madriaga, Sam, and Ish. Uh, it's called Geekio. Check that out. They're twice a month. It's awesome. Um, shout out to our associate producer, uh, Wayland Productions. Uh, you can find them at Wayland.ws. And if you are subscribed to Alpha, they have a, an audio drama on there called We're Live Frontier. So Alpha is Geek and Sundry's like uh, paid service. Check them out. It's awesome. Um, shout out to our uh, apparel sponsor, Jordan Denae. She's a geek apparel sponsor based out of Brooklyn, New York. She's eco-friendly. She helps you look nerdy. Go to her website, Jordan Denae. That's Jordan, D-E-N-E dot com. And if you go to her website and use the promo code GeekSayWhat, you can get 20% off, which is a great deal. Buy a shirt, you heathens. That's all I'm saying. Just It's a good deal. Just get a shirt. Kylo Ren is a punk bitch. Tank is my favorite. There we go. Get it right there. <laughs> oh, and Jordan A also has her own podcast now. It's called The Sartorial Geek. It's all about clothes. It's fantastic. Check it out. And lastly, our last uh, special thanks is to uh, Marley Rosner, who does all the original music for the network. I don't know if he has a website yet. Um, JPG, does he have a website? Nope. God damn it, Marley. Trying to help you. People got to settle for like Indeed or LinkedIn or some shit. And. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> Get it together, man. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, so uh, again, ladies, thank you for coming on the show. This was absolutely fascinating. Folks, you're going to have a good time listening to this one. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Cue my music.
asked you two to come on just because I've never sat down with cosplayers and actually asked them about their craft. And I'm kind of like fascinated. I follow a bunch of them on Instagram and Twitter, and I've never actually had a real conversation with one, especially two that are as active as you two. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Well, I mean, you, um, well, Trish, you do not just cosplay, but you make actual clothing as well. Yeah, I would say, um, actually, I'm a little bit more focused on making just normal, like, everyday clothing right now. But um, on my blog this year, what I'm doing is I'm calling it my So Geeky Challenge, where uh, I'm making seasonal, like, wardrobe collections, but each one is inspired by a different, like, geeky theme. Nice. So for spring, I picked Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I've done seven pieces in that right now. So, but none of them, like, they don't look like cosplay. It doesn't look like bounding. I'm not dressing like the characters, but when you look at the pieces together and you look at it compared to, like, the inspiration mood board that I did, you can definitely see, like, the colors and the lines and that sort of thing pulling in. So I would say, like, right now I'm a little bit more focused on that, a little bit less focused on actual cosplay, but I still have a lot of cosplays I want to make. So <laughs> so it's like regular clothing, but clearly inspired by certain characters or? um Yeah, I mean, I would say that I have drawn inspiration from, like, specifically Esmeralda from The Hunchback. That was, mm. like, she was definitely one of my favorite characters she's the most colorful in the film for sure yeah um i i always really liked her when i was a kid when the movie came out um but i've also drawn from the stage musical and even just like the architecture like the stained glass windows um and like just kind of like the shapes of the clothing um so it's yeah but it's it's all like a very like modern and i think if you didn't know what the inspiration was you wouldn't even notice so like like I'm wearing it right now, actually, for example. I can see that. So, like, yeah. I, so. It went completely over my head. Yeah. <laughs> the colors it's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's oh. It's the colors and sort of the stained glass. And, yeah. So, like, it's the whole thing where it's, like, it's very, like, if you had no idea and I was walking down the street, you'd either be, like, that's a really colorful outfit or, you know, like, oh, like, she looks put together today. But, like, you would have no idea that it was a geeky inspiration. But, like when you know when i explain it on the blog hopefully like the idea seems to translate so. i mean when you walked in and i saw that i was like that's a beautiful piece of fabric i love what you did with it it's very you know loose and flowy but yeah. it fits you it's gorgeous thank you yeah so is there a word for that like casual cost put is that well, a thing or? Uh, yeah so okay so i'm like it's it's interesting to me because i feel like cosplay has kind of evolved Mm -hmm. and grown into different areas because when we think of like traditional cosplay it's you are recreating that character and you are wearing you know the wig and the costume and everything is like it looks like it stepped out of a movie and then I think, you know, from that kind of evolved the mashup where it's like you have a couple different things that you throw together and it's like an original idea, but like you can see the inspirations mm-hmm. and, and it comes together. Then I think from there you kind of go to like the Disney bounding where it's like closet clothes, but you dress up. So some people call it bounding. Some people call it closet cosplay. And I th- huh. some people think there's a like some people say there's a slight distinction depending on whether you're doing like a wig and makeup or whether you're just doing like clothes and people wouldn't notice. And then I would say what I'm doing is kind of like a step further, which is more of like I'm being inspired, but it's not really cosplay. I have the perfect word for you. My friend actually is the one who said it. It's streetwear. 
yeah. Street you know, wear. Esmeralda inspired streetwear. Yeah. Or, oh, okay. you know, whatever. So you can look at it and it's totally normal. But then if I tell you, oh, that kind of looks like Esmeralda, I'd be like, exactly, that's what I was going for. But it's yeah. very, you know, subtle. Yeah, very oh. subtle. Okay. So you're going for that. Natalie, I've seen <laughs> the opposite on your Instagram. <laughs> you're going for like straight accuracy on these characters. As much as we can. Yeah. Um, I'm part of the Rebel Legion. And one of the main things with our group is that we strive to be as screen accurate as possible, you know, matching fabrics, matching. Um, seam lines, hair, makeup, the whole thing. Um, and that's what kind of sets us apart. Not saying that we're better or worse than anyone else, but that's just kind of what we go for um, in the group. And I mean, as positive or negative as you want to take it, that has kind of gone into some of my other costumes um, where... I'm making a costume very rushed. I can't even think of one right now. That Oh, uh, I did Hela from Thor Ragnarok, and I didn't have time to make a bodysuit and all of that, but I wanted to do it, so I bought a I, Ruby's costume. <laughs> and, and I a Ruby's modified costume. it. A Ruby's costume is... I'm a newbie when it comes to this. So. Um, Ruby's is... I, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's... Is it a brand? or is Yeah, it, Ruby's is okay. a brand. It's a Halloween... Think about Halloween costume brand. Okay. Um, and you would see their costumes. Some of them are pretty good, um, but it's kind of like a get, you get what you pay for. Or you're buying a fifty dollar uh, okay. polyester bodysuit that may or may not fit. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Not to put down rubies, they do some great stuff, but it's just it's very basic. Um, so when I bought the rubies hella costume, um, <laughs> the, the printed material there were white patches on the all black bodysuit um and i get it and i just why is why is there white why why are the underarms white why are the yeah (laughs) sharpie all day literally so i complained to amazon who i'd ordered it from and i said look at this like i don't know if it's a an error in the um how they're printing all these costumes or whatever but this is not going to work for me so they refunded me the entire cost of the costume well, that's good i let me keep it and then i was able to modify it so then i fabric painted out the white and i hand painted all of the green you know to make it i added my own cape and like the whole thing um well but, i saw it at WonderCon. you look great thank you yeah. but like that one i i knew it did not look great i knew it did not look like it was you know kate blanchett just stepped off the screen but my whole thing when I was making it was like, I don't have to get this approved. Right. Nobody's going to judge <laughs> it because it's not Star Wars. This is awesome. <laughs> when you when you say get it approved, what is that? No, and I've seen that a few times. I've been that's yeah. one of the things I wanted to ask you. So what is um, y- you have like this insane number of costumes approved. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Um, so basically, let's say you want to go and you want to be Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, well, Kylo Ren's a bad example because that's a, a bad guy. Let's go with a good guy. So you want to be. I also need to do more like bench press. Like, there I, don't it ha- is. I don't have the chest. <laughs> <laughs> let's say you want to be Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you would go into our forums and you would look up, let's say, I want to be the Han Solo costume from A New Hope. And we have very detailed guidelines like, you know, your vest has to have this many pockets and it has to have this kind of seams and it should be made with this kind of material and your belt needs to be leather and have you know and it's very detailed on what is expected from the costume Whoa. yeah so um you know x amount of rivets and this particular leather and this kind of boot and this kind of blaster and whatever the case may be so once you have it all together you then take your submission photos you take pictures of yourself from all sides front back right and left and you send them in to be judged and so a judge will then pick up your costume who's familiar with that Han Solo costume or whatever it is you're sending in um, and they'll look at it and they'll judge you 
and Jesus. they'll say, you know, this is perfect. This is just like it walked off the screen. Um, you're good to go. Or they could look at it and say, you know what? Your shirt is the wrong color or wow. your, okay. uh, this needs to be adjusted. I mean, they're very nice about it. It's it's I know a lot of people get very intimidated when they send in costumes. Um but it's just to make you look better in the long run. Um, and at first I was kind of just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. But all the changes that they've ever asked me to make have made the costume better. So I can't be upset about okay. it. Um, but then once the judge, you know, goes through over everything and then sees it and then says, OK, you know what, Justin, your costume looks perfect. You are approved. And then your costume is approved and then you can wear it to um, events that we are yeah, I guess to. I guess that would be like a good source of actual <laughs> feedback because I'm guessing a lot of people are do this on the side. They're amateur. They kind of, right. you know, do as a hobby. So it's good to have that kind of feedback, I guess. Yeah, especially yeah. if you want to be that accurate. Mm-hmm. And some people don't. Like I said, in, in terms of my Hella costume, I didn't really care. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, I want to have fun and walk around with my friends who are there dressed up as Thor and Valkyrie and just have fun. And I did. See, see I feel like that's yeah. what I would be. Like, I wouldn't be that concerned. But at the same time, I don't want it to look like just like a out of the bag Halloween costume. Yeah, and yeah. there's different I feel there's different levels of uh cosplayer. Yeah, I think um that's what's so interesting about the cosplay community, I think, is how how like exactly like it's this weird continuum of like there's the people who like wow like this thing is like a millimeter lower than it was on the screen, like it is no good, yeah. like you're done. Yeah. And then there's people who like I mean Sometimes they do it ironically, but they wear like the worst looking wigs mm-hmm. with like the crappiest looking outfit. <laughs> and like you can tell that they're there, like it doesn't look good, but like you know, it's still awesome. And yeah. you're like, yeah, okay, that like that's true. So, like, I feel like there's kind of this weird continuum, and it's interesting to me where like the break point is where it's like, like the like the super amateur where it's like I'm just doing this for fun and like I'm throwing it together or mm-hmm. I'm walking around a convention and I'm done versus the people who are like either doing it to be quasi-professional models or mm-hmm. people who are doing it to hopefully break into like the movie industry to be like look at my portfolio yeah. and then like so there's this kind of interesting break and it's it's sort of weird to me because like personally like I don't have a good feel for like where that happens or when that Mm -hmm. happens but I definitely think that people who work in like the groups like you do that have to get approved like if they're doing that level of work like they obviously have the skills to like pursue Mm -hmm. it as a career but I don't know that like that's necessarily what their interest is so it's it's kind of this this interesting like mix of all kinds. <laughs> and it leads to, and I hate to say it, but almost a feeling of elitism. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and boy, that word yeah. pops up a lot in nerd culture. <laughs> and it actually popped up quite recently today and within the last day. Um, Disney or Lucasfilm, I'm not sure who. I, I don't have all my facts. But I do know that a popular um, armor maker, prop maker on YouTube and whatnot. I, I don't know her name. I apologize. I should know it. Um, but she was approached to build an Aiden Versio from uh, Battlefront and make the armor and teach people through her YouTube videos how to Wait, make this affordably. Is it Kamui cosplay? I, I honestly don't know oh, her okay. name. I know it's a girl and yeah. she's very popular. Um, and she was approached to to make it and teach people how to do it, which is a 
great thing. You know, that's awesome. And there were people who uh, are in these more elite mindsets that were just, well, why didn't you ask us? Why didn't you ask me? I wow. I have the screen accurate or I have the exact replica of this. And it's just, I mean, come on, you guys. Not everybody is up to that level. Not, not everybody should be expected to attain that level. Some of us are just doing it for fun. Why can't you just let things be? But it became this huge thing, you know, with all these comments and just, it's just like, let the girl do her thing. Yeah. Let her have fun. She was asked to do it. Be happy for her. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like in that case, it wasn't just her costume. It could have been like her. She might have been more approachable. She might have been exactly. the right. personality if, they were looking for. Yeah. yeah, if she already has a massive YouTube following yeah, you for go. people that yeah. are going to her for tutorials, if that's what they were looking for is like, let's find someone who can promote this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then like she would be an obvious choice. Yeah. Whereas someone who maybe has more skills in the like actual technique department, mm -hmm. but if they don't have a massive YouTube following, nobody's going to see it. So exactly. who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that makes a little more sense then. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's interesting to hear that elitism doesn't even escape that oh, fandom. No. <laughs> oh. In yeah. some ways, it, it might almost like, be worse. How yeah. so? Um, I think, and I, I we're gonna start getting into like the. The deep territory now, <laughs> no, but um, please, that's what this show's drama. for, you know. Yeah, but I think anytime that there's, and I, uh, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for saying it this way, but anytime there's a beauty pageant element to anything, mm -hmm. you get a lot of emotions because people mm. have to look at themselves and honestly assess their own body, their own features, you know, mm -hmm. and they have to come to terms with, especially in cosplay where so many of the superheroes are wearing skin tight costumes or like not much at all. Mm -hmm. And so at a certain point, you as an individual have to look at yourself honestly and be like, what am I comfortable with? Right. And, you know, even if you reach that comfort level, like you might not receive the love and adoration that you're expecting from it. And so if you kind of don't come to it from like this really pure place, I feel like there's a lot of ways that this can breed resentment and vitriol. And oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, and wow. I think, unfortunately, because there is that beauty pageant aspect to it, it's sort of like I might have the most screen accurate, you know, Leia costume on the planet. Like maybe I was like hardcore doing research and I found like the exact vintage fabric and I made, but like at the end of the day, I'm not gonna be as cute as somebody else who's you know rocking it from like you know whatever fabric they found mm -hmm. and so i might not get as much you know attention as this other person who is more attractive or more like screen accurate to the character and so you know i can see how like there's a there's because there's so many aspects right like there's the craftsmanship aspect there's the like accuracy aspect but then there's also like the physical appearance aspect mm -hmm. like if somebody looks like a character it doesn't matter like people are going to gravitate to that yeah. because it looks like right. what they expect there's just that outside help like that yeah, yeah. you can't i can't fight yeah like that. you can't fight that yeah. and so and i mean and it it also then creates a lot of issues where it's like for example like Black Panther, right? A lot of people oh, really as like. As you said that, I'm like, I know where this is yeah. going. Yeah, a lot of people really like Black Panther, but it's the sort of thing where it's like me as a white girl, like 
is it offensive to other people if I cosplayed Black Panther? Or would they be like, yeah, like you're on our team, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's hard to know. And, you know, certain people would read it di- different ways. I have an interesting story about that. That's so yeah. interesting Please. that you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, WonderCon, which just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking around with a friend and a Caucasian Valkyrie walked by. Okay. And she looked great. Yeah. The costume was great. Person was great. You know, nothing, nothing against her. And the person I was walking with. Um, and not meanly, I think it was just a statement, um, was like, you couldn't even give them one year. And to me, it hit, I'm a person of color, I'm Hispanic, um, race, um, and to me it was kind of like, you're right, like, I totally get it. I, I feel like there's so few characters out there that are, you know, Asian or Mexican or, or, um, Latin American, you know, um. Uh, sorry, African American, and and we so rarely get those lead characters that when we do, it's like yes, we can, yes, you know, this is amazing. And then we see someone who's not, and it's just like, well, but you guys just had like ninety years of movies, and and we're just getting one. Can you give us a little bit of time? So I can see where that person who made that comment is coming mm-hmm. from, and mm-hmm. I respected that. But there's also the whole. You know, anyone can cosplay. Anybody yeah. could do it. So it's a tough. Um, yeah. What if that person just really liked the character Valkyrie? Exactly. Like really yeah. identified with her. Yeah. And then, and then even before that, I've seen a black Captain America, mm-hmm. Asian Superman. I've yeah. yeah. I've seen all of that. Yeah. Oh. But the, the intro. I mean, this is again. I'm going to get a lot of trouble for this. But the no, please get in trouble. That's the, what this the interesting the sh- <laughs> offensive is in the name of the show. It's so. true. So. It's it's interesting to me because whenever anyone does, you know, black Captain America or, or Asian Captain America, everybody's like, yeah, awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're a white person going the other way, yeah, that's where the problem is. Yeah. And yeah. it's no, um, I agree. like, and it's it's hard because, you know, historically, that uh, speaking as a white person, we've set ourselves up for this, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> You hear you hear to hear folks Trish is speaking on behalf of the entire All of white, the white race. Culture. I, mean, I mean it's technically not a race, but you yes. know, yeah, those, you know, those fair skin folks. Yeah, us yeah, um as people from the, the northern lands where there's no sun. Um Yeah, so I mean it's it's one of those things where it's like you think about history, just all of it, and you're just like Well, yeah, I mean it's sucks the whole thing sucks because you're like i love this character so much Mm -hmm. but is it worth the risk to like like is it worth is my love of this character worth the risk of offending people or upsetting people or possibly getting into a fight and getting kicked out of comic-con is it worth it i don't know and it's it's one of those things that like i think you kind of have to grapple with if you're on that side and it's the sort of thing where it's like I love that we're starting to get all these characters Mm -hmm. that represent all these different communities. I think that is wonderful. I just think it's really hard when you're not in one of those communities Mm -hmm. to like gravitate to and but you still identify with that character. But what if there's a blonde, blue eyed person 
that just loves Okoye from Black Panther. <laughs> and she's got to dress. <laughs> like, my hair's already short, too. And then she can. I think yeah. it can be done, but done respectfully. Right. Yeah. Like, it's... maybe not the black face. Like, right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I hate bringing you back to Star Wars, but it's no, no, my please. lifestyle. Um, my my good friend um, did a Rose Tico from The Last Jedi. Okay. And that's a big deal for that mm-hmm. uh, Asian American community. And um, somebody who is not of that culture mm-hmm. had said, is it offensive for me to make this costume to to do this character because I really you know associate with her I really understand her and whatnot and my friend um, was very blunt and said you know what thank you for asking this uh, it's appreciated I think as long as you do it with you know your heart in the right place and, and don't you know make your eyes you know look a yeah, certain don't pull way your, don't or, pull your eyes yeah, thin. And, just, yeah. <laughs> and respect it then go for it um, but I think that's to kind of go off of you yeah. Trish is just it's that fine line where if you overstep it then you're gonna get attacked and it, yeah. you don't mean it right but it was not in your head when you made your costume or, or whatnot. and that's that's Ye- the, unfortunately the world we are in right now yeah I think um anytime you cross those lines you have to be really cognizant of like just the whole situation and what you're doing which I think you know us being slightly older we can kind of look at it and have like a perspective but I think like younger kids it's like they don't know yeah and so it sort of becomes this thing where like i've seen you know people even complaining about kids doing it and i'm like they just oh, saw this no. movie yeah, yeah. They're, i know yeah, they're not yeah. thinking about that they're yeah. just like exactly yeah. so it's this sort of thing where i'm like it's i don't know like i don't know how i would handle it as a parent i don't like because i don't have kids so it, it's just the sort of thing where i'm like the whole thing is complicated and it's the sort of thing where i think it's difficult to like express your love in a way that is universally understood. Right. Or understood. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but no, I, I always felt like if you're a fan of that character, you can dress up as that. Oh, I mean, yeah, for yeah, so definitely. long, it was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, what else? What other options did you know people of color have? It's just right. like we have to dress up as those. So <laughs> to be mad about it the other way, I feel like would be kind of hypocritical but i understand because there's history there so kind of like on a personal note i mean we going out and we're dressing up as princess leia and Mm -hmm. han solo and whatever and we're seeing you know going to these events and these little kids are coming up and i cannot tell you it was again um with the same friend of mine who was rose tico she was happened to be dressed as ray um and this little girl ran up to her who also happened to be asian american Mm -hmm. the biggest smile the biggest just like oh my gosh ray is me like that's me like she looks like me and and i've had similar experiences with um hispanic little girls and and you know other races that just you know they 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 love seeing that this other person who looks like them doesn't look like what's on the film in in the movie or whatever looks like them and can be that character it's so amazing to, yeah. to see these kids light up and and that's um, incredible that has yeah. to be the highlight of like any cosplay it's, when oh, a little yeah. kid just runs up to yeah. you uh, <laughs> it's the best like um so my sister and i i i made us uh this was like one of the major cosplays that i did but i made us uh frozen jedi princesses oh, nice. oh yeah i yes. did the really so amateur for, photo shoot for that yeah so. <laughs> it was great but you yeah. two look great <laughs> It was fun. It was it was great, but I would have to say the highlight was so she's my younger sister, so obviously she's Anna. Plus, like the personality is just perfect for her. And then you know I was Elsa. 
it the you know I need to work on my eyebrows because like I you can just tell I'm oh not a blonde. You look, <laughs> Trish, relax. You look great. But but anyway, so you know we're dressed up as it's like Jedi's, but also Disney princesses, mm-hmm. and literally every kid was just going nuts. Like, and all the moms were just like, "This is what I want my kid to see. Like, I want." them to see that like you can be a girl but you can also be like a, a warrior. warrior yeah mm-hmm. and and so the parents were like going nuts and the kids are going nuts and it wasn't just the girls it was the boys too like they were just like yeah jedi awesome and yeah. we're like yeah and i mean they knew we were princesses but they didn't right. care because we were also jedi yeah. so we were cool yeah so i mean that was just like the best was just doing that and having you know so many kids get so excited yeah, I feel like the mashups are getting more and more popular. Because oh, yeah. I remember, I mean, I started going back to conventions when I was a kid. And I remember, you know, it was pretty much the majority of it was like out of bag Halloween costumes and right. then maybe a wig or something. Yeah. But now it's like people are getting creative, like with that. Or, I mean, um, now I don't know if you've done any mashups or is that something uh, we you... actually did one it was not my idea but it was a great fun mashup um ish i don't know <laughs> um, a friend of ours said why don't we do the force awakens playboy bunnies oh and we're gonna do all the characters it could be snoke it could be r2d2 it could be ray you know it could be the knights of ren but as playboy bunnies um and we were like yeah let's do it so oh, we wait, had I did a bunch see this on your Facebook. Yeah, yeah yeah we had a bunch of us we had a good group i want to say about 10 ladies um all dressed up we had hux we had kylo ren uh i was leia we had bb8 r2d2 c3po poe i mean oh, wow. it, was, it was a whole group and then we had one, wait sorry one sorry to stop you what does the <laughs> poe bunny look like poe bunny she, she was like she was a pilot so her oh her okay okay it was orange and then she had the flight suit flak suit over it and then she had the holster and oh um, that's actually that awesome. yeah cool. she looked yeah. really good um and she's actually the one who helped me with mine because i was having a nervous breakdown making that <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's so much boning in that thing, right? Oh, I didn't even use boning. That oh. was the problem. I was having a nervous <laughs> breakdown. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I see. Yes, but, I would have. Um, I would have just been like, nope, we're yeah. done. But I had committed to the group, so I was like, yeah. we're gonna okay. do it. But yeah, that was one of the the mashups we did. Um, and some mashups I feel work, and some don't. But it's not my place to say you shouldn't have mixed that with that. So I just don't say anything. But, you know, some are really clever. Um, I saw at WonderCon, actually, it was the Slave Leia costumes, but it was the Disney villains. So it was oh, like yeah. Tuella DeVille, as, you know, a Slave Leia costume, and it was Maleficent. And it, that was really creative. I was that very was impressed fun. with their um, their whole group. Yeah, Slave so. Leia is a popular one that gets mashed yeah. up. Yeah. I've seen, like, Ariel <laughs> and, like, Jasmine. And yeah, there's a whole Disney princess group that I've seen. I'm probably multiple Disney princess mm-hmm. Slave Leia groups that I've I've seen um, I mean kudos to them I have the actual slave Leia costume and that thing is intimidating as F like it's you, I gotta you give you cannot s- hide anything in that costume <laughs> so did they did they I'm, I'm gonna ask because I know your outfits have to be screen accurate uh-huh. did, did they make the straps out of chicken wire like the original one it's actually not chicken wire it's leather um, okay because like I saw it the, just looks metal right? well no, yeah. no 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 the I saw the like actual costume on display when I was at this was like 
a while ago, but they had the costumes on display with like this weird Star Wars slash medical science like okay. exhibit. <laughs> it was it was supposed to be like look like in Star Wars they have all these prosthetics and like uh-huh. look here's science like actually making all these prosthetics. Oh okay. So it it made sense. It was like the science of Star Wars, but like not really the science of Star Wars. It was more like Star Wars applied to modern science. But they had a bunch of the costumes there. And like the Slave Leia outfit, I was like, wow, like this is made out of the cheapest fabric I've ever seen. And then the straps looked like they were made out of like wire. Yeah, no, the the straps, the actual straps are um, leather cording. Mm, Um, Okay. It's not very comfortable Yeah, It's it's one of the most uncomfortable costumes I've ever worn. I love it. But it's not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta give you props for wearing that costume because, like, <laughs> <Thanks>. someone, <clears throat> like, I'll, okay, I'll admit it. Like, I have like, I don't know if it, if it can something that can be diagnosed, but I kind of have like body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very conscious about like pretty much my, from like shoulders to my waist. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. It, like, it's a big deal for me to wear a tank top in public. Okay. You know what I mean, so for you to go like that far, Natalie. I don't know if you've had any issues with that or if you've always been I've not um, very open or but that's an interesting topic. So uh, like maybe three or four years ago, I um, hit the scale at 213 pounds, which was my heaviest I've ever been. Just to give you a comparison in high school, I was 135. So yeah, you're, I, you're I in a gained, pretty narrow frame now. Yeah, I gained a lot of weight um, and through just running. Um, training for 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, I lost over 65 pounds over the course of three years. And to me, it was like, okay, I've lost this much weight. I'm going to do Slave Leia. I, I may not be the skinny Carrie Fisher, you know, five foot two or whatever frame, but for me, this was a huge deal that I lost as much as I did, and I'm going to wear it. And um, that was kind of like my gift to myself like hey i i lost all this weight i want to show it off and be proud yeah so. it felt like an accomplishment oh yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. sure and in some ways that's why cosplay is like awesome you know to not a validation because you don't need validation for a costume but just like to be like yes i can wear this now and not not be ashamed um i wore the harley quinn suicide squad costume when it came out a few years oh, yeah. ago nice. and uh i remember somebody called me fat on my own instagram and i or not my instagram but uh the photographer who had posted the photo of me and i was just like really whoa wow you you're Wait, seeing you gotta... me after i lost all this weight like wow you gotta... <laughs> yeah. but is that i gotta ask this too is like is getting a troll kind of like a feather in your cap as a cosplayer? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think in today's world, you kind of have to look at it like that. Otherwise, you're going to go insane. Yeah. Like you like you can't you can't like take what the Internet says and use it as like verbatim. I mean, like I've had trolls on my blog telling me how crappy my writing is. And I was like, well, I could write wow. it like a dissertation, <laughs> but this is supposed to be conversational. So, yeah. You know, it's the sort of thing where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ignore that because, you know, I have multiple degrees proving otherwise, but it doesn't really (laughs) matter here. I could use some big words to like throw you off, but I'm going to be kind and not do that right now. Yeah, I'm just sort of like, that's not what this is about. And and sometimes you don't know if you're being trolled. Like you kind of read, like we did the um, Jurassic Park thing. And it's the scene where Ellie's being chased by the velociraptor in the movie, and we recreated it. And my buddy's in a six foot plus, you know, raptor costume. Oh, one of those inflatable ones, right? No, no, like oh, like a legit 
wrapped oh shit oh i know what you're talking about they're like in like the skin type bodysuit and they Mm -hmm. have the oh crap wow you looked amazing cool um but so you know the video gets posted on youtube or whatever and somebody commented and said this looks like a porn and i'm like (sighs) come on a scene by scene shot of the actual movie how in the heck does this look like a porn you know or um oh sounds like it had way higher production values than any porno but it's just it's so funny it's that people will comment on anything you know they don't like it oh you know what that's the wrong blue or hmm yeah could have done it way better you know (laughs) it's like if you could do it better then do it why didn't you do it yeah Yeah. and it's like do it and prove me wrong see Mm -hmm. i think those nitpicky ones would get at me more than like oh you're too fat or you're too whatever like those nitpicky ones, I'd be like, "Are yeah. you fucking kidding me?" It's, it's <laughs> the it's the ones where you're like, "I had that same thought, but I ran with it because I was out of money and I was out of time." Exactly. <laughs> it's like you can't. And in the wise words of uh, one of my other favorite podcasters, you can't let perfect be the enemy of the good because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah. nothing will ever happen. Exactly. And in cosplay, I think that is like absolutely true because otherwise, you will just like either between indecision or just dissatisfaction with certain elements like nothing would ever get accomplished yeah like um at the beginning of the year right after the last jedi came out i got a group together of um ray kylo we had the praetorian guards we had a snoke which wow. nobody wow. has a snoke you yeah, know which that's is pretty awesome. that's badass true, huh? no one does yeah. snoke yeah and so we recreated the this the throne room scene and we got all these great shots with them and you know this whole thing and all anyone could talk about was Snoke looks horrible. Snoke looks bad. Oh God, what? Uh, Everything is great except Snoke. And it's like, excuse me, do you have a Snoke? Did you put the work in to make this costume? No, you did not. So why don't you keep your comments to yourself? Or if you could do it better, why don't you do it better? Like it was, I was aggravated for the, for, on behalf mm-hmm. of the person who was portraying Snoke and for the person who made that costume and yeah. did the mask and everything else. It's like, why you gotta hate? Why can't you just appreciate what we did in this great, you know, series of photos that we took and everything else. But no, you gotta, you gotta nitpick. You gotta yeah. find the one thing and, and hate on it. And it yeah. just bothers also, me. Yeah. Also, a little hard to do a CG character in real life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Andy Circus. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if we could get it that screen accurate, guys. Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, the other thing too is when you think about cosplay, like as an art form, there's just so many elements to it, like. There's the so, like if you're making a costume, I mean you can sew it or you can make it out of like warbler and thermoplastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at a certain point, you need to be able to do makeup. You need to be able to do hair or wigs, yeah. or you need to know people who can do these things where you can source them from. But at the end of the day, there's so much craftsmanship that goes into a really good costume mm-hmm. that it's sort of like to nitpick one thing is like okay, so maybe that's not their forte, but maybe yeah. they're working on it or. You know, yeah. that that sort of thing drives me nuts when it's like, well, it's great except for this. And I'm like, OK, so they can sew really good. Maybe they've never done prosthetics before. Maybe this is their first time. Maybe, Maybe they've learning. never styled a wig or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, for and I feel like a lot of those comments come from like people who aren't educated about the craft. So right. it's I, I, I'd wonder. OK, let me ask you this. How would you two define cosplay? Because it's definitely not just putting on a costume you find at a Halloween store. It's definitely steps above that. I think it can be. I think it can be. Oh, it can can be. be. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. I I think at at its core, cosplay is celebrating your love of 
geek culture or you know any culture really but i mean and you know there's been a lot of talk about you know my random tangent there's been a lot of talk <laughs> about like people who go to sports you're on games, the right show for tangents go ahead people who go to sports <laughs> games they're cosplaying right like they're not yeah. wayne Gretzky. especially those raiders fans <laughs> i'm like you know I, well i was going with the hockey metaphor but i'm like they're, oh, not, they're not wayne Gretzky, but they're still wearing his jersey right, right? so yeah. like at a certain level like that's kind of cosplay mm-hmm. so i think really cosplay is just anything where you're celebrating your love of something through a visual medium that involves clothing to some extent yeah and i mean people forget the word play yeah it's for fun and some people take it to extremes and i am guilty of this Mm -hmm. like if it's a costume that i've made and i've been critiqued on and i'm like oh my gosh i had to adjust that seam or i had to make (laughs) new fabric for that or blah 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 and then you know trish comes up and i'm like oh uh, that's the wrong fabric why are you wearing that i'm not going to say it to her because you know what i was raised where if you don't have something nice to say you don't say it to the person and say like hey but there are times where you can't help but think it yeah and, and that's human nature yeah which is fine and i think we're all guilty of that in some way shape or form yeah um but it's the difference between i think the internet has given people a lot of um bravery for lack of a better word i can call you fat i can call you untalented i can well, call you this yeah they're not accountable they're yeah. not accountable yeah. for it and that's i think part of the problem i agree um, yeah you know, you have these people who are craftsmen, craftswomen coming out and saying, look what I made. And then here are these trolls. Oh, well, you should have made this with that. Or, oh, that's horrible or whatever. That's like, why can't you just appreciate what this person has decided to share? Yeah. yeah. I feel like part of that's them being a hater. And part of it is also like, um, I mean, I, I, both of you work in education. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, how many classes have you been to where it's like they teach you how to critique someone? Or actually sit down and be like, yo, this is how you give actual constructive criticism. Like how many, I think that's a big problem in nerd culture. Like I don't feel like people take that seriously. They feel like they can just say whatever they want and like that's my opinion, I'm right. It almost goes back to sportsmanship in a way. I mean yeah. I, Ooh, okay. I teach I teach chess uh, to kids for a living. I know it sounds weird, but I do. Um, that's awesome. And, <laughs> like, that, that that's awesome. What are like you talking the about? Best job. Yeah. <laughs> the most fun job. <laughs> so like, you know, I'll I'll be walking around observing the kids and helping them out with their games and, and one kid will say, Haha, I just took your queen, you suck. And I'll look at the student who said it and say, Now was that very nice and then they'll realize oh no it wasn't it's like yeah you need to apologize you know that person will not want to play with you again if you keep up that behavior and then the kids realize oh okay i'm sorry and then you know they continue so i feel like in cosplay there's not that filter there's not that hey don't say that about this person just let them enjoy themselves you know that kind yeah. of thing yeah i think Yeah, I think a lot of it, again, comes back to that internet culture. And like part of it is that there's the anonymity and that you Mm -hmm. can just kind of say Mm -hmm. whatever and people don't really know who you are. And there's certain like, you know, like no consequences. And I think part of it, too, is that like, especially with like YouTube critiques and things like that like i think there's kind of almost this like subculture of just like tearing things down and people do it in such a way that like like it's clickbait you know what i mean like they do it to get views and but honestly like the students that i teach anyway Mm -hmm. they grew up watching youtube they did not grow up like watching like actual like 
content produced by adults that like had to get filtered through like a company and a TV thing that said like this is okay to say this is not okay to say Mm -hmm. like there was no filter on like on YouTube so these kids have grown up watching people be like you know I can say and do whatever I want and they're like okay that's how it is and they have a million followers and they make thousands and thousands of dollars just by YouTube you know so the kids think oh I can be that way and be rude and be whatever and make money because this person does you know yeah so. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's something that should be implemented more in like a regular school curriculum. Like, I went through, um, let's see, I went through undergrad in an art-related major, mm-hmm. architecture, where it's just critique-based, right. and then I I didn't get a course where they talked about how to critique until I I was in grad school. Right, and I'm like, wait, it took this long for something like that, and I you should learn how to do it in a way, yeah. That's- positive you know? but also you right can learn. yeah yeah if you're gonna say something help them as opposed to like well that sucks and it's i'm like, like what do they call yeah. the, the oreo like you did this really well but this could use some work but you also did this there really you go well. yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> that is that is my <laughs> trick with like literally all of my students you make an oreo yeah but yeah i don't think i mean my students have learned zero about how to critique other people and mm-hmm. even when i look back at my own education because it was not art based at all mm-hmm. it we had none of that i mean and it was interesting because i had to do peer reviews for like scientific journals you know at like i had to read other articles and provide input right. on like peer reviews so you would think that like teaching people how to critique um like provide feedback would be important but like they they taught us how to be analytical and how to look at something and tell if it was like quality science or not quality science Mm -hmm. but there was no instruction on how to provide feedback in such a way that you're like yeah i thought your experiment was stupid for all these reasons so if you fix you know i mean like there was none of that so you kind of i mean as a grad student you kind of had to develop that on your own right but um but yeah i think that's definitely something that could definitely improve school culture and just world culture at this point yeah when i finally had that class where we did that it turned out to be a very heartfelt session yeah because every student i could see it in their eyes it's like they were just like oh yeah i remember when this class like Mm -hmm. tore me a new one and didn't help me at all and like just it all it did was wreck your confidence oh yeah and Mm -hmm. you can't like i can't work under that condition what the hell is this gonna do yeah uh, I, i just feel like that's something that gets overlooked all the time and not just even cosplay just in general yeah and it's hard i feel um kind of going in a way back to that whole slave leia costume thing there was a absolutely beautiful cosplayer i mean stunningly gorgeous this Mm -hmm. girl could have been a model you know on vogue and everything else but she was a plus size girl nothing wrong with oh, that no nothing what... wrong with it at all she looked what? flawless she I gave know, me I'm... confidence to wear mine let me put it that way but i can already imagine the comments i'm like oh and no she, what yeah this... and she had done like a selfie of herself in the costume uh, you know in a bathroom or whatever and and posted it and people just went off on the co- and i'm like this girl is stunning and yeah. you are finding any way to bring her down and i can only imagine how that poor girl felt um i'm hoping she had like a thick enough skin to be like whatever you know just do that i mean you can have as thick skin as you want but stuff like that is gonna get to you there's there's a certain point and i think 
I mean, everybody has their own individual insecurities and issues. And I think it, I mean, if, if there's just a massive wave of, you know, like hate coming towards you, mm-hmm. probabilities, you know, probability is that at least one of those comments is going to hit your particular oh, yeah. switch, oh, yeah. you oh, know? Sure. So it's the sort of thing where I think, I mean, it's amazing that she felt so confident to, oh, yeah. to wear that. I mean, it sounds amazing. And it's just, it's awful that we live in a world where people feel like that needs to be commented on in a negative way. I and don't you know what I've noticed. And it's really interesting because women, unfortunately, have a, uh, a history of being catty is it's the men. It's really? primarily men who comment these like that. That's no moon or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're not being funny. Yeah. yeah. You're being an asshole, you know, and, and it's the men and then kind of the women kind of jump in, but it's generally the men who say these things. I'm not shocked by that. A lot of guys <laughs> I've met, I'm like, Ooh, you no one tell you how to talk to a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's, it's going to sound kind of strange and it might just, I mean, it might even sound a little bit like me stereotyping, but I feel like on the internet, it seems like it's more likely to comment from a man. And I know that like, we can't really know who's behind the like right. screen right, right, name yeah. and that, but I feel like women are more likely to talk to like their group of cosplay friends behind people's backs right. rather than like <laughs> post on the internet like, yo, you look fat today. You know, I mean like that just, it, and yeah. the question begs to differ: Is that better or worse? Right. Yeah, I, I feel you like know just, what I mean. Yeah, I feel like talking shit like that doesn't do anyone any good, even, especially for the, the person saying that comment. What what bums me out the most is when um, I look at a cosplayer's page and it, the comments are great until this one guy says yeah. something. I'll click on it and see what that guy person says. Is like, yeah, yeah, and then you look and I'm like, oh whoa, he's got a kid. I'm like, is he gonna? teach this to that kid i'm just like oh dude what are you doing you got a family you're wasting your energy spreading Mm -hmm. this negativity toward you know this person you don't even know yeah and what is what good does that do you that only eats away at you in my opinion yeah i mean honestly in today's world like there's so much social media and there's so many things grabbing your attention in all these different directions it's like who honestly has the time to like sit down and write all these negative comments like what are you doing with your time that like that's what you know apparently fills your heart with joy or something and it almost wonders if it's coming back to like upbringing um my whole thing and and i'll be honest was my parents said if you you know if you don't have nothing to say nice to say don't say it Mm -hmm. um so i won't say it to that person i may think it i may say it to somebody else but I ain't going to say it to that person because you don't do that. Yeah, you I'm know. not going to leave a permanent record of it lying exactly. around. <laughs> right. Like, Justin, your hair is horrible. You know, I'm not going like, to say <gasps> that to you. How dare you? <laughs> but I might go to Trish and be like, whoa, did you see that gel that he used today? <laughs> yeah. It's for work. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that with the internet anonymity, I can't say Anonymity. That. Anonymity. There you go. I have to hear it before I can repeat it. The anonymity of being on the internet. You can just say whatever you want and there's no repercussions mm-hmm. and, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so on the internet, obviously, that causes some harm. Have you two um, ever experienced anything in person, like with cosplay? Is any sort of harassment or are, are there any issues like live that you have to deal with? 
I I think there are. I think the issues are different. Um, and I think it depends. Like, I feel like if you're in a cosplay in a group, there's kind of a little bit more protection there oh, because yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like a dude who wants to like, you know, cop a feel is not going to go up to a whole string of like eight girls in like Playboy Bunny exactly. outfits, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially if they have all their like manhandlers around. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, you basically got like a massive group and bodyguards. But if like you're the only Playboy Bunny walking around, then like you're probably and it's unfortunate that that's, you know, like deemed like, you know, OK, because you're easier prey. Um, but it's that, like, I do see that, like, when people are in more revealing costumes, when it's in a group, people are like, oh, like, that's an awesome group cosplay. Whereas, like, when it's an individual, like, people are tend to be more likely to either hone in, either online or in person, to, like, get whatever satisfaction they want out of that interaction. So, I think, I mean, I've seen in person, like, I haven't seen, like, really anything like super obvious but there's definitely been a couple times where like you can tell a girl's like running to a photo shoot or like trying to get with a group or Mm -hmm. like do whatever Mm -hmm. and like all these guys want to stop her and you can just tell that you're like yeah like just keep walking honey like just don't don't stop like keep going like meet up with your friends because like this this isn't like as much as you want to be like that super happy friendly cosplayer like sometimes you kind of got to go with your gut instinct and be like oh i'm sorry like i'm running late and that sort of thing um the other thing too i would say is like if you're wearing an outfit that's more covered you aren't i I feel like you're not as likely to get that kind of attention um which is again it's unfortunate that like that's sort of deemed as the line but just based on what i've seen at conventions like people tend to have like whatever they think of as like the outside as being like okay they seem to take it inside the convention too which obviously isn't okay but that that's from my own like observations i've never experienced it myself (laughs) but throughout my entire life i've always yeah yeah, i mean amen um but i've always been told i have this demeanor and aura and i guess that keeps people away that confidence i don't know um i've never had it so thank god um but i always keep an eye out on my friends um and one time we were uh out in la by the staples center i think it was la kamikaze or whatever they're calling it now uh (laughs) bfe or whatever it's called Yeah, I couldn't tell you what it's yeah, called now. It's yeah, it's a new name. I can't remember it exactly. But um, And we were there. My friend was taking some photos with a friend, and these guys were just lurking and looking. And she looked great, but I was watching them like a hawk. Like, you touch my friend, and shit is going to go down. This is not cool. And I even kind of you know, was telling her, hey, be careful. And I mean, she was surrounded by a bunch of us, so it was fine. We were keeping an eye on her, but I can only imagine how she would have felt. Um, in that situation, mm-hmm. so it's it's tough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I bet you know, devil's advocate here. Like some would say, like, well, sh- if she's wearing something more revealing, like she she should expect more attention. But at the same time, like, <sighs> it's tough. Oh, what what do they say? Cosplay is not consent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's... because she's dressed that way doesn't mean you can just go up to her and. and- kind of funnily um is funnily a word i don't know uh so when we were when we 
when we were doing the TFA bunnies, the male version was Disney princess bunnies the same day at WonderCon. So you had like a, a Prince Hans and a, you know, a Prince Charming Gosh. bunny and like all these, and they looked phenomenal. Like I'm so proud of them. Many of them are my friends. Um, but they told me later that they experienced harassment as a male in a bunny suit. And, and I you know, I'd ha- have to ask them specifically, okay. but I know that like things were being yelled at them and just being very inappropriate. Uh, okay, okay. And it was kind of, and they even were kind of, hey, what the heck? You know, is this what women experience all the time and blah blah blah. So it was very eye opening for the gentleman to to experience that now not saying that's right at all but mm-hmm. maybe you know I bet it was eye opening for as them. well yeah. Yeah. yeah that's funny like if if they were experiencing cat calls I feel like they might have brushed it off more easily I bet I'm wondering if it was like more like homophobic stuff I think it was a, a bit of both, bit of both. Um, from what I heard so mm-hmm. and obviously I wasn't with them the whole day but just from the little bit that we were I, I heard yeah. Ooh, boy. So they was were it, doing it wasn't it those more... Jesus folks were the was no, it? honestly I don't know you'd have to ask them but like it was it, it was very disheartening to hear that that people were even saying that to them because they were promoting a positive message and uh, you know it's yeah. weird that at a convention where I feel like it's people safe. who've been yeah <laughs> it's supposed to be safe and it's people that have been marginalized their whole life mm-hmm. for liking something it, that you still have these issues you you feel like everyone would be cool with each other. There are bullies and nerds and everything in every community. It doesn't matter if you're the outcasts or the popular people or whatever, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I would have to say, unfortunately, at some level, if that is how, you know, like you've been treated for liking something, then maybe you don't have any examples of people behaving like normal human beings to go off of. Um, I mean, it's the sort of thing where I think like we are all lucky because we've found our little community of like nerd people that we can kind of hang out with and be like, yeah, okay, like I can, you know, respectfully disagree with you on certain movie topics. Well, maybe not you, Justin, but Cole definitely. <laughs> Cole always. Um, I might, you know, respectfully disagree it's with like you. It's like we were almost an hour in without there mentioning go. him. We gotta bring up Cole. <laughs> JPG over here. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. So, Hi, Cole. We yeah. almost did it. Uh, I know. I'm I sorry. I was hoping. I'm like, I don't need my blood pressure to go up at all. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, you can just cut that part out, but <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I mean, I feel like once you find your little like nerd community, mm-hmm. you can kind of see that like yeah, not you can agree on a lot of things and you can disagree on a lot of things and it's fine. Right. And then you know like by you know extrapolation, oh that's how normal normal people interact. Mm-hmm. But I think if you really are that like one lone kid stuck in your room with the computer and that's all you have that's your window to the world when you go out into the world like maybe you don't have other like things to go off of but it's how can you read any social cues if you're just looking at a screen the whole time yeah Yeah. so i mean it's it's the sort of thing where like and again like i don't want to sound like i'm being like stereotypical but i feel like you know comic-con and those sorts of things like i think it draws out i mean it draws out you know 
all, all types, people. all people. And I think that, you know, it's just a smaller grouping of the whole population and they all just seem to have one common interest, which is comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's kind of funny that you bring that up. I um, was raised in Baldwin Park, uh, half the time in East LA, half the time in Montebello. And there were no real nerds quote unquote in my circle now I had friends and we did stuff and whatever but there was never anyone that I really connected with until I you know found cosplay and I found the rebel legion and I found all these people and one of my buddies was like talking to me one day we were hanging out and he goes so you didn't know that this whole group existed until a few years ago right and I'm like <laughs> Yeah, and it was amazing when I like found my people, <laughs> for yeah. lack of Actually, a better word. I should have asked that at the beginning. Like, um, well, how, Natalie, how long have you been cosplaying? Um, about four years. Four years. And Trish? Um, uh, well, I got my sewing machine when I was in grad school, so I think I've been sewing for about eight years, and the first thing I made was a cosplay, so I <laughs> guess that, that No, that counts. It's, I'm like, it's been, it's been like very, like, th- there's been punctuations. Like, I wouldn't say I've been doing it continuously. I feel like I would make a cosplay, and then I would sew a bunch of other stuff, and then I'd be like, <laughs> I'm gonna make a cosplay and sew a bunch of other stuff, but um, I guess I started about eight years ago. Oh, wow. And then... Uh, Oh, let's do that. Okay, so Natalie, you got your start be- through. Oh gosh. Well, well, how did it? How did this? Oh, God, all this, this get like going? A horrible thing. <laughs> um, but like, I, I had a very bad uh, romantic relationship that ended very badly. Oh. Um, but during the time that I was with that person, I kept saying like, "Oh, there's a con. I'd love to go." No, we're not going to go. <laughs> Hold it. What no. guy would say no to a con? Hey, like loser. your girl is asking. <laughs> That's a, sorry, that's a source of like, I'm like a surprising number of them. A surprising what? number, yeah. You'd be surprised. These? That's why I do not date outside the nerd community I'm not anymore. Friends with guys like that, like what? Okay, yeah, see, that's are, shocking for me to hear. Those, to be are, those are all the people that like rejected us as 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 people when as we were teenagers, yeah, and high teenagers school and in high school. Yeah. Like those people that made fun of us. It's that group. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so, so sorry. But Go yeah, ahead. so like bad relationship ended. Um, and then one of the first things after the relationship ended, I said, I want to do the stuff that we never did. That this person always said, no, no. we're not going to do. So yeah. I went to Kamikaze for the first time, I think four years ago and did That's my whole awesome. thing. And from there, it just kind of blossomed from there. I met more friends and, and kind of just, you know, it slowly went into Star Wars and, and whatnot. Um, but that was my my introduction into it. I've always liked costuming and Halloween and whatnot, but not to this extent. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, both of you are insanely prolific. Like I look at both of like your social media, I'm like, whoa, you two are busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tr- I mean, how did you get started? You said it was um, eight years ago. And- yeah. So, okay. So this actually goes back a little bit more to um, my other passion which was roller skating well still is um so i was a competitive roller skater i i would say that i'm quasi retired at this moment but i was a competitive (laughs) roller skater and um when i was an undergrad i had thyroid disease and so i gained a lot of weight Mm -hmm. like a lot a lot of weight and um with thyroid it's the sort of thing where it controls your hormones you can't really control your weight and so i i gained a lot of weight and so i had a bunch of skating costumes that were like really big and over the 
the four years of undergrad, like it kind of tapered down. And when I went to grad school, I didn't have time to eat. I was walking two miles a day to go to and from school and teaching a bunch of classes. So I just I dropped a lot of weight mm-hmm. because I was just running around like a crazy person, not sleeping, not eating. And so I just I looked like Skeletor compared to what <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, yeah. what I was okay. before. <laughs> and um, the lady who sewed my skating costume, she unfortunately had kidney disease, so Aww. she couldn't sew anymore. And she'd always done them like really she was really nice family friend so she would you know i would design them she would sew it and then i'd like do all the rhinestones and everything but she couldn't sew and i was like well i really need a new skating costume because none of my stuff fits because i I lost all this weight and i really can't afford as a grad student to pay you know 800 to a thousand dollars to one of the professional seamstresses to make one and i was like i kind of I had a bad experience with sewing in middle school because I took home ec and the teacher <laughs> kindly suggested that I like not touch a sewing machine again. Whoa. So and like she it was. Yeah, it was kind Jesus. of I had kind of this complex and I was like, well, I was terrified of using the school machines because I was like, if I break it, this thing is like five hundred dollars. Like, where am I going to get five hundred dollars? It's like a 12 year old. Right. Yeah. And so I was just like, I can't like I can't break it. And because, you know, it's. It's a public school, so the teacher had to, like, put the fear of God in you, so it was like, you do not break my machines, right? (laughs) And so, like, I was just terrified of using one. Wasn't a nun, right? It was just no. Like, she okay. was just she was just a teacher. She didn't have a ruler. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it, there was no ruler. It was public school, but oh, like okay. yeah, yeah. So um, so I kind of had this weird complex for like I'd always really wanted to like I loved making things and I really wanted to make costumes and I really wanted to sew, but I was like terrified of the machine and like right. at, at that point I was just like. I'm not gonna spend a thousand dollars on a costume. I'm just gonna like spend a hundred fifty bucks on a cheap ass machine from mm-hmm. amazon.com and you know i got it and i set it up on my crappy little folding table in my apartment and i probably should have broken the thing the first three days because like i did not thread it right at all right. like the tension just i don't know what <laughs> Bird's like nest. yeah i was just like i don't know like i wanted to cry and i was just like i hate this and you know but I'm I'm kind of that mind where I'm like if it's not right like I want to play with it till I figure it out right and so then yeah so I just kind of stuck with it and then I made um, a Yuko from Triple X Holic like the anime I <laughs> made that as my first costume and then I've made wow you went like hard into this yeah yeah I mean I didn't I didn't do the wig and I didn't do like you know a, a lot of it and it wasn't like super accurate but like. It was. I was still really happy with it. So that was that was my first one, and I kind of went from there. And I would say that my sewing for the first like three or four years, because again, it wasn't my main thing. It was kind of my like side thing. So like, I didn't have the time to dedicate. But it's it was not the best. But like now, like looking back, I can see like okay, like look at how much I've improved. Mm-hmm. Like look at how, how much I know now. And so I think like that's kind of one of the coolest things when you like do this is you look back and you're like wow like look at my skill set oh yeah. my god yes like yes yeah, <laughs> yeah no that has even. to be the like, coolest yeah. thing like when you start something new like i think if people just accepted like yo i'm gonna do this thing that's new because i like it but i'm gonna suck for a little while right and yeah. then i'm gonna keep at it and get good oh I have yeah the best story about that oh please so, like- go ahead <laughs> Um, so when I first thought I'm going to join the Rebel Legion, I thought I want to be Ray. I want to make Ray's scavenger costume. It looks easy. It's simple. <laughs> so I went to my grandmother. It's just robes and yeah, robes and stuff. Yeah, it's a thing yeah. and it's that and whatever <laughs> and it's fine. 
So I went to my Grammy. And I was like, Grammy, can you help me make this? Because she was the only one who had a sewing machine and could sew. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it's easy. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. So, like, we're making the costume or whatever. And I think it looks great. I love it. You know, I'm learning all this stuff and gathering and, and making a, a hem and all this. And, and so we take the pictures and we send it in. And, you know, the judge comes back, oh, it's this and the, 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 and all this stuff. And one of the things that they had commented was your wrap is not long enough. Your tabard is not long enough. It needs to be to your knee and it needs to be this and whatever. Which is, I didn't even know it's called a tabard. Like. It is a tabard, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and that's screen accurate, like to be that mm-hmm. length. Yeah. So I went back to my Grammy and I said, um, we got to make some changes. And she goes, what do you mean? And so I sent her the, the list of all the stuff and she goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, what, hold on here. And she's looking at the one where it says it's not long enough. And I was like, what's the problem? And she says, no, no. And she's very adamant when she's telling me this on the phone. She goes, it doesn't make any sense. If you were running from the enemy, you would trip and die if it was that long. <laughs> and I was like... I like where I, Grammy's head's at. I know. Like, Grammy was focused on my life. But like, and I said, I, I know, I understand, but it needs to be longer. And she, God bless her, was like, okay, we'll make it this way, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It's what Ray had. I know. That'd be funny. And she's like, well, Ray had force powers. I, I don't know. know what you have. It's like, whoa, Grammy paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But okay. So then to, to kind of follow up on that story, my <laughs> poor grandmother has helped me make this costume and it's been approved now. And, you know, all their, right. their specifics or whatever. <laughs> and then I guess like there was an article in the New York Times or LA Times or whatever and she sent it to me and she says oh I feel so bad and I said what do you mean and it was a picture of an older lady in a Ray costume the costume that we had just made right walking out of the Chinese and my grandmother was like Wait, walking All, out of the Chinese? The, like they had seen the, the Chinese theater. Like oh, the they, Chinese they, theater. They, they oh, okay. had just seen The Force Awakens and they oh, went in okay, costume okay. and the, the, the photographer had taken a picture of these people coming out of the, the theater. And my I just imagine a group of Chinese people. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that may have happened. I don't sure. know. Sure. There's so, a lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah anyway. <laughs> so she, she sends me the picture and she goes, yeah, I feel really bad, but... Man, is her costume wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so I have corrupted my 80-year-old grandmother into thinking how screen accurate costumes have to be. I, I can't wait till she's watching the next one. She's just taking oh, notes. Oh, no, like. no, 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 no. She has quit. Oh, she just She quit. has told oh. me, no, they are too specific. They are too ridiculous in their demands of changes. And she just doesn't want to do it anymore. So I said, that's fine. I, I appreciate your honesty. And I will find other people who can help me with this. Uh, but yeah, my grandmother has not made a single Star Wars costume with me in over a year and a half. But it seems like she's passed it on to you, at least. Like, yeah, no, from I what I can tell sewing. from your social media, yeah, you're... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, busy I've, as hell. I have loved sewing. I'm learning more every every week. Like, oh, that costume has pleats. Okay, what can I make that's a starter, like pleating exercise, so that I can get ready to make the costume with oh. pleats or whatever. So, the, so that's actually an interesting like point. Like, you learned a new skill and you went off making the costume that way. It's like, what what costume has this? Right. So, like, for this goes out to the both of you, like. How do you choose a character to make? Is it just because, like, oh, I like the character, or is it, like, you know, like what you said? There's I, a skill involved, or. 
Um, I always look at costumes that I like first Mm -hmm. and then if it's something that I think it's an achievable lesson that I can learn then I want to do it Um, so for example there's a new costume I'm making and it requires some metal work I've never worked with metal. metal. I've never. Like, yeah, what met- do you mean, like welding or like what? Like, like uh, JB weld glue and and um, actually sawing through aluminum metal and this whole Jesus. thing. Yeah, yeah. It, you learn a lot in this field. Um, yeah. And but my buddy, who is amazing, and shout out to him. Um, he's helped me with a lot of stuff. I I told him. I said, "Will you make this?" Yes. I said, "Okay, but." Can you show me how to make it? I want to learn. I want to watch you do it. I want to help make this. I want to learn this skill. And he was very like, yeah, sure. Come on down. We'll figure it out. Um, and, and luckily, I have many friends who are like that, where they're willing to pass on their knowledge. And then I can say, oh, I learned how to do this. Or I learned how to uh, right. hand bead this or embroider that or, or whatever. Or line something. I'd never learned about lining wait, until a friend wait, of mine. Wait, Tris, weren't you messing with like chain mail at one point? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I would say I'm I kind of take a slightly different approach than you do. Like for me to pick a character to cosplay, I'm all about like, do I love this character mm-hmm. enough to like put this much time, money, effort into mm, making this costume? Yeah. Right. Like if I don't like if I think the costume's cool, but I have no connection to the character, like I need to find some way to like motivate myself to do it. Um, but so and so I would say like I look at the costume and I'm like okay what do I have to learn to make that and so but on, by that same token I kind of also like picking up a lot of random skills <laughs> in case I need them yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean you know there's like the the University of YouTube, which is fantastic. Amazing. If you need if you need to learn how to do something, <laughs> if you need to learn how to do something like now, YouTube is your friend. But if you're like, I want to learn some weird like old world skills, like there's other places you can go. So I um there's a place in Riverside, uh, Riverside, California, uh, called Vocademy, and they are a makerspace. So they have a lot of workshops set up for different things. Like oh, they nice. have a CNC oh. machine. They have okay. like a sewing ma- area. They have like, I don't even know. So I took a couple classes there. I took one on making um, chainmail armor, and then I took one on dealing with warbla. So what is it? Say that again. Warbla. Warbla. It's W O R B L A. Warbla. It's yeah. the like a super expensive thermoplastic that goes in shoes. It's what binds the like the bottom rubber sole of your shoe to like the inside squishy part of your sneaker but cosplayers have figured out that it is amazing to work with to build armor Mm -hmm. because it's pricey but it does the job it's so expensive it's like twenty dollars for a sheet like this big yeah it's it's for like a full sheet it's like 80 bucks and you probably need like at least four of them if you're doing anything and that covers what maybe your shoulder yeah, I mean, yeah. it depends on what you're making, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's the sort of thing where it's really expensive. So I was like, if I'm ever going to like invest in it, I want to know what I'm doing. So I took some classes at Vocademy. Um, I'm also like Craftsy uh, is an online platform where you can, well, now they have a like a subscription, a monthly subscription, so you can watch anything. But like you before it was you would buy a class. So like I would buy classes in sewing and embroidery and um, they have photography and stuff, which you know, again, when you get into cosplay, there's so many aspects of it that you want to step up your game. So I think, like, looking for, um, like, 
reputable people who like know what they're talking about yeah. which like craftsy you know that it's being taught by instructors who like are in that field mm-hmm. um so i think looking for learning opportunities um also like i'm going to a convention next month the costume con 36 in san diego and like it's just a bunch of workshops so like my plan is to go down and just like learn as much stuff as i can i'm actually kind of fascinated by that oh it's amazing like you learn stuff that you never thought you would need to learn um dyeing fabric for one thing, like I never thought I'd be as good at dyeing fabric as I am now because I've dyed so much fabric and I know about, um, you know, measurements that I need to add salt or I need to add dishwashing detergent or I need salt to mix this with dishwashing. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's crazy formulas to get your fabric to get to the color that you need it to be um, or, you know, embroidery or yeah. hand beading mm-hmm. or working with warbla. I mean, there's so many skills. Working with leather. When I made my yeah. Jen Urso gloves, um, her gloves in the movie are actually black diamond climbing gloves like those are screen accurate those are those are gloves that people use to climb mountains with and then the costume designers redesigned them and, and did yeah. all this whole thing but i worked with leather for the first time i cut out pieces to install things you know i'm i'm using an all for the first time i'm learning how to install snaps you know things that i'm like wow i i never thought i would need this skill and now i'm learning it and now i've mastered it cool i can do this in my next costume it's that's what i love about cosplay Mm -hmm. you're always learning something new yeah you know it's never boring yeah you know what's funny about all these skills too is like you know to the average layperson they may be thinking like oh it's just your weird hobby you're actually learning very practical skills. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because let's say there's, let's say we hit the apocalypse, we're going to need clothes at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, I haven't taken up weaving yet, but like, if you can supply me with like a cotton. needle. Yeah, yeah. I don't even need cotton. Like, I'm like, I've watched Project Runway enough. Like, I'm pretty sure I make can make it work. Le- yeah, make it work. I can make leather pants out of trash bags, you guys. Like, this, this can happen. I've seen it. I know it's possible. Like, we can achieve this. And what I think is hilarious is, and in a good way, I don't mean to disparage anyone, is that I'll post, like, um, yesterday, I made, so I'm a runner. And when you run a race, you get a t-shirt. And the t-shirts pile up for yep. me. And so I have like 70 plus racing shirts and I just have no more room for them. So I thought, let me cut them up and make a running memory blanket. Yeah. So Ooh, I cut okay. them up and I, you know, did the whole thing and I lined it and I sewed it and I did it and I posted a picture and said, hey guys, look what I made. Um, and, and then people just come out of the woodwork like, oh, well, wow, that's so amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you don't see the back seams or you don't see the, you know, <laughs> you're like, but, but for people who don't know, people who don't know mm-hmm. the skills yeah. and don't know what you do, they don't know to look at, oh, that's wrinkled there. Oh, you're missing this, you know. And so it's kind of like that weird, again, where we're talking about cosplay, where it's the, yes, it's fun, but is it accurate or is it correct or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a hard I, th- I think the thing. only people who might be more harsh than the Star Wars, like, judges <laughs> are people who judge quilting contests. Like, if, what? Your, sti- what? if your stitches mm-hmm. are, like, off at all oh, they're just yeah. like oh they're like no like that's terrible and it's a I goddamn mean, quilt what, what no like you, you do not understand the yeah, intensity ridiculous like, like the quilters i mean like okay so 
not gonna lie like i have invested quite a bit in my sewing machines because out of the whole thing like sewing is kind of the thing that i've gravitated to the most but i mean like they will drop like 20 grand on a sewing machine oh yeah Easy. i'm sorry what yeah wait there are sewing machines that cost 20 grand easily easily yeah Holy and I'm not even talking shit. about the sergers, long arm embroidery machines. The sergers you like... can pick up if you get the brother like the brother like one ten thirty four D. That's like less than two hundred bucks on Amazon. But I mean, it depends. It depends on what you order. But yeah, like a juki. Okay, jukies can get jukies up there. Can go well, up there. like if you're getting a like juke, an, what is a juki? It's a brand <laughs> of sewing, sewing machine. machine. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, I'm like legit fascinated by this. Machine. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a brand. Yeah. yeah, it's a brand. <laughs> Think like brother or singer, but it's a juki. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, At least the, that was like a brand I um, like the, the, the Yeah. So like the brother and singer kind of have like the super low end, like up to like super high end. Yeah. Um, Faf and Bernina are like the European Bernina. brands that are like super expensive, but really nice. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have uh, Juki, which does like mostly professional stuff. And then Janome, which is like kind of, to, well, I'm a Janome girl. Shout out. Um, but like, in case you're listening, you can sponsor yeah, the cosplayers on this. Hashtag Janome. <laughs> Hashtag Janome America. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think that they have a really nice combination of like what a home sewer like wants and needs with like a medium price points, which by medium price point, I mean, we're talking like a couple thousand dollars, but like we're not up in like the five oh, digit. Just a rate. couple. Thousand. Just a couple. No, thousand. but here's the thing kind of jumping off of her with, you know, you're looking at a, let's say a $2,000 machine, yeah. right? Wow. You use that machine to make normal clothes. You use it to make costumes. Mm. You use it to, you know, whatever it is you're going to use it for. It pays itself back in yeah, space. Right. For sure. My brother, my friend sold to me for 50 bucks and it's more than paid for that $50 that I paid her because I've made so many costumes. And so, you know, yeah, instead I was just going to ask you, is it the same one you've been making all these? Yeah. Yeah. So wow, instead okay. of, so you know, paid, paying three or $400 a commission for somebody to make me these costumes, right. I paid 50 bucks and hey, I'm making them myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You okay. know what I mean? And so. Yeah. So, and, wait, and, so what's what's like the Ferrari of like? Oh God! That's <laughs> okay. So that, I was what's like, like the, I was like, you know, what's, what's the McLaren F1 of like? So so like if you're a serger, I was serger. Okay. Well, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be like, if you want to get a bunch of sewing people in a room and watch them like get near to blows, like ask them which sewing <laughs> machine. Brand. I would love that. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like ask them which sewing machine brand they prefer, and like people will like get on you. But I would say, like, here's the thing. You can get into cosplay at, like, any price point. Like, if you look on, like, Craigslist or, like, eBay or whatever, or even Amazon at the lower end ones, like... Goodwill. Yeah, like, if if you get a (laughs) sewing machine, like, in the sub-$100 range, like, it'll, it'll get you going. Okay. If it's, like... For me, I was just like, this is like, I realized that like, this is my passion. I love doing this. Mm -hmm. And um, I've started making costumes for other people. Like, I would say... 50 per, more than maybe this year more than 50 percent of what i'm sewing is for other people that's i'm getting paid to do so like i invested in a higher i would say not top of the line but like higher end machine um it took me many years to get up there but by this point like it has literally paid for itself yeah. in the commissions that mm-hmm. i've gotten mm-hmm. so like when i say like yeah like i have like a two thousand dollar plus machine for sewing it's already paid for itself um, so 
I would say if you talk to sewing people, Bernina is the brand that Bernina. they Bernina okay. is the brand that people wow. like okay. just bow it's down beautiful. before. They they are amazing. They're they're Swiss made. They are like I mean, they are amazing, but like the price point on them, like for the basic machine is like what my high end machine by Janome is. Like it's like by it's just what, it's five thousand so or it's it's yeah. like they they run like two to two to ten two thousand. Depends wow. on what you get. Yeah, it depends yeah. on what they you get. They all have different um, things that they can do. Yeah, okay. if you get a sewing embroidery oh, combo but, machine, then it's like really high price point. Yeah. And if it's just a sewing machine, it tends to be lower. Yeah. And then you can start talking like, do you want like a sewing machine? Do you want a serger? Do you want a cover stitch? Do you want an embroidery machine? Do you want one that's like a combo serger cover stitch you want stitch. to be able to sew leather mm-hmm. yeah you know it's, it's yeah so yeah. It's, I, I gotta clarify i wasn't like laughing at people who were like come to blows over the how <laughs> which sewing machine they use i was just like wow i love that they're that fucking passionate about it yeah sewing's not a, a common hobby that you hear about anymore unfortunately no it's not yeah. i feel like it really it, it honestly like in the 70s the feminist movement like you know go them but i think they were kind of like we want to get rid of anything that like puts us in that like little housewife box Mm. and sewing was one of those things where they're like we can buy mass-produced clothes like we're gonna go down that route because like my grandmother knew how to sew but my mom didn't and it's it's something where like i really feel like it skipped a generation and so i couldn't learn from my grandmother um because she was too far away and like she didn't even really like sewing it was just something that she had to do to clothe her family so like i just kind of picked it up on my own but i think that there's this real generation gap now and so it's interesting that you say that though because i feel like there's kind of been a resurgence yeah but i think the sewing the sewing community resurgence and the cosplay community, I feel like there's kind of this separation. Like there's there's people who like they could tell you the name of every single independent pattern like brand like company and like when what their patterns are. Like you see someone wear a pair of pants and they're like those are ginger jeans. Yeah. And you're just like That's simplicity 1202. Yeah. You know, like, or whatever. Like, people, yeah. Like, some, like the sewing community, like they are that into it. And it's interesting too, because like, I feel like there was kind of this separation until Black Panther. Black Panther came out and like, I follow a bunch of fabulous looking African-American sewists and they all like for, they all had their Wakanda vest oh, on like when, yeah. when that movie came out. Oh, that kind of explains like why so many people had these amazing costumes uh-huh. opening night yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah whoa yeah. where did they get that yeah there was a lot of people that um, costume designers very active on twitter mm. yeah yeah okay. so i i would say that um i i'm starting to see a little bit more crossover and the pattern companies have totally jumped on board with this cosplay trend because you know even like five years ago like they had costumes they're like yeah here's a halloween costume so like once a year they'd kind of come out with halloween costumes and they'd be like lord of the rings is popular like here's a dress that kind of looks like arwen but like not enough for us to get sued over and then i didn't even think about that businesses have to be adapting and and now it's it's licensing everywhere simplicity just released their new pattern line for summer today and they have four looks that are workout gear but they're inspired by wonder woman um Batgirl, 
Batman oh. and uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, that just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, it's legit workout gear. Like, it's leggings, it's a sports bra, it's like loose workout tops. And they work with the comic, uh, yeah. sorry, not comic, costume designers as well. So, like, for Outlander, I yeah. started watching that show, <laughs> and I'm absolutely in love with the costumes. They're beautiful. The costume designer worked with Simplicity mm-hmm. and released patterns that match very closely with what was on the show. And if you know how to sew, you can modify the patterns to match what's on the show you know what's interesting about outlander is nicole's actually has the brand name outlander like they have the licensing with outlander but simplicity has been producing american duchess pattern yeah Yeah. and theirs have been looking very screen accurate and i i bought a certain pattern that had a certain red dress from outlander oh me too and if you notice now in the catalog, <laughs> if you notice now in the catalog, it's green. And I was like, oh. And then like the next McCall release, they had the it's, Outlander uh, like branded. Uh, and I was like, oh, uh, uh, somebody yep. got in trouble. Mm-hmm. I have that exact pattern. I just bought fabric. I'm going to be making it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, well, so, yeah. If I mean, now that they're making all these patterns and making things more accessible, like what's what's your dream like character like what's the one it's like i gotta do that one next oh god help me <laughs> <laughs> it's padme amidala's picnic gown oh yeah it's, the picnic it's, getaway it's, it's the yellow, yellow with the flowers it's a corset with is that the one they're in the field yeah. Like, yeah oh whoa it's like embroidered the, the kind of creepy and yeah. chiffon <laughs> and the whole thing like oh. yeah like it's it's terrible because whenever i watch those movies i'm just like oh they're so like bad. hayden christensen is like oh but then so but then the costumes bad. are like so costumes. pretty like they're yeah. the yeah no, that, the movies like, are pretty to look at, yeah. but the actual yeah. content of the film, you're like, oh. But I mean, that's probably, <laughs> if I'm being generous, a thousand dollar costume because of the materials. Thou- yeah. How much? A thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make it for less, but it's not going to be screen accurate. Right. Like if you're using silk and you're using yep. chiffon and you're using the embroidery, I mean, well, you're looking at a thousand. Okay. So to give the listeners an idea, like what's a square yard of like silk? Or I, or is it so is that is, yeah. is it measured differently or <laughs> oh no like okay so if you buy in America it's measured in yards and if you buy in Europe it's measured in meters okay, because right. you know we're right. we're weird and not metric yeah. <laughs> but um so okay so here's the thing is like if you go online like there's certain places like there's places where I source different things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and sometimes like I just want the quality and I'm willing to pay for it because I know when it arrives like I know what I'm getting and sometimes I'm like. I'm willing to take a gamble because, like, I'm willing to, to try it for the price cut. Um, we are also blessed because we live in Southern California, so yep. we can make a... Fashion district. Yep. We can oh, make a day right, run up right. to the garment district. And if you n- know certain shop owners who are really awesome and they realize that you come into their store and, and you know, give them all your money on a, on a regular, mm-hmm. like, they're yeah. willing to make deals during the weekdays. <laughs> Yeah, like there's for, a bunch of f- cosplayers I follow, and they all kind of like document. Garment district. Yeah, they, they yeah. document yeah, when yeah, they yeah. go in there, and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah." But like, yeah. for example, the Outlander dress that you're just talking about, the mm-hmm. red one, I'm making that, um, and the pattern calls for eight yards. Now, granted, the screen accurate dress has 15 yards of fabric. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not going like for that. <laughs> no, 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 because I just don't. Um, so I'm making eight, but I was able to find a comparable fabric at Joann's at a 60% off price point. Um, so I was able to get the fabric, thread, and bias tape for $40. Which is awesome. So depending on when you buy it, when you go, what you're looking for, you can really be priced, you know savvy yeah um but cosplaying it's all about you know what are you willing to spend how much time are you willing to put in and and you go from well, there and it's, that's that's another thing i wanted to ask you to about all both of you have like you know full lives outside of cosplay like how much time does this take for the amount of dedication you put in because from what i can see both of you are extremely prolific you both care about the craft and i'm just like how do you keep up with this um, well, you go first? yeah, I was say, um, that's a good question. I've been trying to sleep on a regular this year, which has been working out for me, but it is cutting a little bit into my personal like sewing time. Right. Okay. Um, so I would say that for me, I have set times during the week when I'm like, this is my sewing time. And again, because I am doing commissioned work for other people, like I do have to treat it as a job at, at some level. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, what I'd say is stuff for me goes on the back burner, especially like March through July, because that's when I'm making right, skating costumes. Con. Well, I make skating costumes and our nationals is in July. Our oh. nationals is literally like you have Comic-Con and then I fly to Nebraska red eye and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. Always, I wow. always feel like that's a nightmare for you. Like it's, you can never enjoy it. It's well, I, en I enjoy what I get. I just never get to be there for the whole thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it, and it's like I'm always like I want to cosplay and then I get to like July and I'm like, I still have 12 skating costumes to make. <laughs> so like it just maybe next time. Yeah, yeah I'm like next, next year, year I'll plan ahead. And then it just <laughs> never happens because by the time nationals is over, I'm just like dead. And I'm like, I don't have any shirts. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> um, which again is sort of why I'm like, how can I be geeky all the time? And I'm like, I'm going to roll that into my normal clothes. Um, but I would say the the biggest thing is like if you really want to do this like you kind of have to say like this is my craft time of yeah. the week and like it is sacred like you you can't let people like move into that time mm -hmm. which I'm guilty of because it's sort of like if one one of my multiple jobs supersedes the other job I'm like well this I'm still getting paid and maybe <laughs> paid more directly and immediately with this one job so I'm going to do this now and then right. I will you know like cut into my sleep time to get the other thing done but um yeah I would say that I make sure that I can sew at least like two to four days a week wow okay mine is more um what do I need when um, so for example, you see a deadline and you're like, okay, well, not even that, like, um, a photographer friend of mine, an amazing gentleman, uh, told me we're working on an old West kind of inspired photo shoot. I need some women. Can you do it? Yes. <laughs> and so I went, crap, I need to make an old West <laughs> costume. So I, you know, and they're usually pretty elaborate, right? There's like, I mean, big for no? for what they are um but he wanted like a magnificent seven kind of emma okay, okay. look so i knew what he was going for so i said okay i need this kind of skirt i need this kind of shirt da, da, da. and so that because not that he gave me a specific time frame but i was just like i need to have this ready i spent two or three days straight sourcing fabric dyeing fabric sewing the skirt dyeing you know tea dyeing the shirt doing doing all of this stuff um and one thing i like to do 
and I don't know about you, Trish, but um, for my Instagram is I like to document it in my Instagram stories mm. and I'll be like, look at me, I'm tea dyeing this and this is how you do this or this is the pattern that I'm using for this or this so that people who are interested in cosplay and want to get started can kind of see the behind the scenes, like how did I do this? And then they get an idea. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like my thing, like Dapper Day is this uh, starts tomorrow. And so I said, okay, I've got uh, a month to, to get this <laughs> stuff together. And so I wasn't rushing to get stuff done, but at the same time, I knew what my deadline was. Right. So I was yeah. kind of, you know, spacing. I'm super excited about Dapper Day because we have something else I planned. Um, Yay. But- <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, let's, uh, well, we're already at an hour and a half. Um, let's, let, let's end it on this. Um, and uh, any advice for anyone who wants to get into it? Don't listen to the haters. Do what you enjoy. Have fun. And if you're happy with it, God bless you. Love that. Trish? Um, I would say I totally agree with that statement. Um, and I think it's daunting when you think about what you're trying to create. But I think if you're persistent um, and you like if it's actually your passion and you're persistent and you work at it, you will get better. Um, don't be afraid to like use whatever resources you have available to you. Like if you're a kid and you're just starting out and you don't have the time or the money, you know, it's okay if you're not making a thousand dollar screen accurate Padme Amidala like silk chiffon gown, like (laughs) find the cheap poly chiffon from Joanne's, find all the coupons you can, stack them up and like, you know, like bring your mom, red tiger, bring your mom, bring your dad, bring your sister. You give each of them a, you know, coupon and you know, like, and then they eat you know and like do what you can but like you can do it you can find a way to figure it out so if this is really your passion like just go for it because have fun my god just have fun ignore everybody i think that's the that's the big one have fun happy with it that's all that matters yeah yep yeah there's levels to this and like you got to work your way up Mm -hmm. and you got to enjoy it i think that's that's beautiful um Trish, do you have anything to plug or social media, anything like that? Um, so since this is the cosplay episode, I'll plug my own social media. Please do. Um, <laughs> so you can find me at Dr. T Designs, doctors spelled out, um, on Instagram, and then also my blog, drtdesigns.com. And if you're interested in my So Geeky wardrobe challenge, I'm using the hashtag So Geeky 2018. Perfect. Natalie? Nice. I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything either, but my Instagram uh, details my costume builds in the Instagram stories and just uh, photo shoots and things in general, which is Instagram. I'm Leia Aurora. Leia like Princess Leia, L-E-I-A, and then Aurora like Princess Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm always open to new followers. And if you have questions about a costume that I'm building or anything, please feel free to message me on Instagram. I always respond pretty quickly on those. Yeah, both Natalie and Trish have plenty of stuff to show off. So um, basically, like, yeah, I would say listeners follow them if you want a good intro because both of them like to show off their skills and they're both very talented and prolific thank you um you can find me on instagram at justin malari and on uh twitter at justin underscore malari the geek offensive podcast also has its own instagram at geek offensive and you can find the geek say what network on all social media with the handle at geek say what excuse me sorry this is the part where i gotta do all the plugs <laughs> Otherwise, JPG gets really mad and Damn cranky. Damn it, JPG. 
Keep the no. lights no, on. No, no, no. Hey, no. <laughs> Get off the mic. Get off. Go away. Um, so like I said, we are part of a network. So there are two other shows on the Geek Say What Network. Check out uh, Ready, Set, Geek, which is your intro to geek culture. Um, it's uh, hosted by Alex Gollett, Cole, and JPG. And we also have a... Uh, trivia podcast called geek KO, hosted by justin ish and sam um all of which you can find like our podcast on uh, apple podcasts and uh google play music um i believe geek KO is also on stitcher well i'm sure they'll correct me if i <laughs> at some point he's had like three beers ladies and gentlemen yeah so sorry. um oh no, oh no no natalie they're used to this like, uh, okay. i'm already yeah anywho <laughs> um anywho um also shout out to our associate producers producers Wayland Productions for uh, sharing the space with us and letting us use our equipment. Um they have a new um audio drama called We're Alive Frontier available on Alpha which is a um Geek and Sundry and Nerdist like paid service. So check them out. It's fantastic. You can find them on uh, at their website, Wayland.ws. Uh, big shout out to our apparel sponsor, Jordan Denae. Yeah. Um, she's our geek apparel sponsor based out of Brooklyn, New York. I have um, my Kylo Ren is a punk ass bitch t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, she, she helps you look nerdy and she's eco-friendly. And you can find her on her website at jordandenae.com. That's Jordan. D-E-N-E dot com and on Instagram, Jordan Denae NYC. Uh, last shout out goes to uh, Marley Rosner, who does all the original music for the network. Um, actually, I do have to ask JPG this. JPG, does uh, Marley have his own website yet? Nope. Fucking <laughs> Marley, what the hell, man? It's been a year of this. It's been a year of this. Find Marley on LinkedIn, hopefully. Um <laughs> But he does all the <laughs> he does all the original music for us, um, so big shout out to him, uh, ladies. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, this Dad. was thank you for having again. Us. This was something I was genu- genuinely like fascinated about, and I'm glad like you two could shed some light on it for me. Um, now he's but- more intimidated than ever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, like, oh, oh, I'm stepping away. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the (laughs) offensive. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Night. (laughs) Night.